The War Report News provides African-centered theme entertainment programming through digital content creation in the form of book reviews, insightful interviews, literature, podcasting, and audiovisual essays, which promote strategic, active thinking for Africans across the diaspora. The objective of this platform is to elevate analytical, critical, practical, logical, pragmatic, and solution-oriented thinking amongst biologically sound, saying Africans amidst of cultural confusion. We must debunk insanity of the pseudo-conscious intellectual fantasy of cultural capitalist cliques of boulet-minded Negroes. B.B. Fahodier and Revolutionary Greetings. Today's episode is titled, What's Today's Science? Politically Educating the African Mind Through Decoded Propaganda. Welcome back to another episode of the War Report News. This is your host, Brother Zolani. Today's guest is a product of the ancestral teaching of the warrior scholars that have laid the foundation for African-centered thought through institution building and strategic practical thought. My big brother is a trailblazer in the black and African-centered entertainment content cre- creation. Uh, he is the founder of Do The Knowledge Radio, Do The Knowledge Multimedia Service, and Do The Knowledge University, and Do The Knowledge Consultant. Welcome to my brother, Knowledge Born Allah! Honored to be here on the War Report with you. I'm proud of you for taking your endeavors to the next level. You know, it's like every season I see you getting better. You see what I'm saying? You getting yeah. you getting better and you elevating and you know the internet doing a lot more hating. You understand? Every time you elevating, the internet doing a lot more hating. Okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm just proud to be here with you. You know, on War Report News, man. Honor and a pleasure. Man, thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate you. You uh. You provided me with the first opportunity to step my foot in the game. So I appreciate you for that. And giving me on multiple occasions to come back to you. I was watching uh, Saigon on Drink Chance podcast. And he was like, the only DJ that would fuck with him was like DJ K Slay. Because like, all you need is that one person. So I appreciate you, God. Man. So uh, let, let's get into what's your origin? What's your history? Like, what's your background? Like, who is knowledge born Allah? <laughs> hey, that's an excellent question. You know, I ask myself every day. And, you know, my fervent prayer is that our warrior ancestors are pleased. They have created and they have, you know, birthed out to the world. So I come from 25 years or more in this community uh, known as the conscious community. And I cut my teeth young, like around 14, 15 years old, teaching in my community, you know, uh, as a young young pup. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I, I think the, to describe me, back then would have been like half old dog half sharif if you've seen minister society <laughs> you see what i'm saying like right. <laughs> if both of those synapses got together you see what i'm saying Not, yeah nutty like old dog but conscious like sharif you understand what i'm saying so you know right. uh the hood was very thankful and you know some of the lessons that i imparted back then as a young pup many people have carried on with them to you know to today but i come from a divine mother and father uh, who grew up in the community that, you know, we all come from, you know, they taught in the streets 
you know, they was getting people off of drugs and all kinds of things. You understand what I'm saying? My, my mother with the science of, of herbs and healing and my father, you know, uh, with Islam back then in, in the strongest manner. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, those two right. together, um, the, the law of compassion and, and the law of correction out there working complementary was very instrumental in our community. So I just followed on in their footsteps and, you know, they saw fit to equip me with that mission to continue on the work. So I come from, you know, essentially my maternal and paternal lineage, you know, in this fight for African people. And your name, knowledge born on Allah, is it like relating to like the five percent of the nation of the gods and earths? Like, is it relating like that kind of science? Uh, definitely. That was one of the way stations along the way. You know, my foundation, in a sense, to put everything together. You know, I learned a lot of the sciences. You know, I was really here on a research fact-finding mission for black people. You know, black people, you know, as scriptures say, were scattered before the four winds of heaven. So that can be physically, emotionally, psychologically, uh, spiritually, or metaphorically. You know, different stages of development, you know, from working with our people, they had different places in their development. So in order to reach them, mm -hmm. you have to speak their language. So on a fact-finding mission to figure out the best approach to our people, I, I took on many personages in, in many places, you know. So whether it was the church, the mosque, or, you know, whether it was with the Israelites or whether it was with the Moabians, whether it was with the Moors, you understand, whether it was with the atheists, whether it was with the you know fraternal orders or whatever it was, wherever our people you know, were and wherever I found them, you know, mm -hmm. it was a journey in order to see them, you know, where they are, to know how to best approach them in regards to this organization of consciousness around African liberation. So now the point a lot is a systematic approach to ensuring that you're able to reach people on a level where they are. You see what I'm saying? And not from where you want them. You know what I mean? So knowledge to born is a systematic approach of how you receive information, how, how you receive, analyze, and interpret data that you receive and how you arrive. You take it through all of these various aspects. And then when it's time to make it born, you make it born in no limited time. You see what I'm saying? So knowledge is the foundation and born is to bring it th things into existence, whether physically or mentally. You see what I'm saying? So that, that right. process, right. you know, that knowledge to born process is the gestation process, just like it's nine months of labor. And then there's a birthing process. You see what I'm saying? So in, in that yeah. space, you take in all of the data and the information and you arrive at your conclusion, and now these things have a life of their own. They come into existence. You see what I'm saying? So that's not as boring. Yeah. I guess up, the man. short answer is yes. <laughs> About 20 years ago, you know, I started dealing with, you know, that society, the Nation of Gods and Earth. You understand what I'm saying? And it was a fruitful journey. You know, I was able to put things together, you know, as you just heard, in that space. Because right. you can have a bunch of information and it'd be nothing if you don't know how to use it. You see what I'm saying? But you have to get it first. Yes, so, sir. you know, you, you go get the knowledge and then in that process, you learn how to apply the knowledge. You know, that's wisdom. That's wise words and wise ways and actions. You see what I'm saying? So what you say and what you do have to be congruent with one another. 
So that's a charge. You right. see what I'm saying? So, you know, kind of putting that together. That's what's up. Uh, talk about uh, Do Knowledge Radio, the history behind it. Uh, what, what, uh, and maybe like some of your influences as well that, uh, like sparks you, that spark those ideas within you. Man, that's a twofold situation. Uh, the initial spark was, you know, uh, a promise to those departed spirits that left here and were no longer receiving any honor or reverence. And the second part to that was to recognize those amongst us that are unsung heroes here that are still mm-hmm. here physically. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, and give them the same reverence right. and energy that we would give our departed ancestors. You see what I'm saying? The the great ones, those known and right. unknown in the ancestral realm, we would do the same thing physically with people here celebrating them, venerating them, honoring, honoring them, and giving them a space and a platform to be able to, you know, make knowledge born. So hence, you know, with Do Knowledge Radio, it's a term that comes from, you know, the nation of gods and earths, it's a term to describe your investigative process. You know, they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm doing the knowledge. Mm. So it's a systematic approach again to how you see this information, you know, an investigative look, not just on the surface, you know, an investigative, uh, Mm. a root knowledge seeker. You see what I'm saying? So now we take these things apart Mm. and look at its various parts and components and see how these things are comprised and we put them back together and then we give that back out to the world. So this is a systematic and scientific approach to our condition as a people, our yesteryears, our present day, and our future. You see what I'm saying? All together and giving a credence and old and respect because, you know, the backstory is you've been in the conscious community and I've been around here for 25 years. So I remember how it was versus how it is. So in that instant, you confronted with a situation and a decision, you know, so about six years ago, you know, you saw the community and its ups and downs, its turmoils and all these other things that was going on. And in that instance, I decided to make a decision. I could either say, you know, how dirty this was, or I could take what was dirty and, and show them an example of clean. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, mm-hmm. they got the analogy, you know, based off of that Spike Lee film, X talking about the clean glass, dirty glass. Right. Well, so instead of presenting two glasses, I took the glass that was dirty and made it clean. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So in that essence, you know, you put in work, you put in time, you put in dedication, you put in some sweat equity about what you represent because that clean glass just got there. It doesn't know the toil of the dirty glass. The dirty glass was once clean. The dirty glass was once pure. The dirty glass, you know, would rival any other glasses that came against it. You see what I'm saying? It's just in a state where it can Mm -hmm. no longer remember what it was before it. So this dirty glass, it looks filthy. It it doesn't look pleasing to the eye. It's not motivating for anybody. So hence, we look at our condition. We look at our people in this state with this dirty glass. We look at our communities in the state with this dirty glass. We look at our families in the state as this dirty glass. And we're looking for something else to come along and make it clean. You see what I'm saying? Something else, Mm -hmm. someone else. So someone else comes along with something that looks clean, but it's dirty internally. You see what I'm saying? So we're looking for mm. something, you know, externally that looks clean. It appears clean, 
You see what I'm saying? Understanding is to see things clearly for what they are and not for what they appear to be. So when we can see these things clearly, we can see that the dirty glass is only dirty externally. It just requires a little uh, elbow grease to get it up out of there. And then it's good. Now this other one will have you think externally is clean and then you stick your hand in that glass and you stuck. So we find many things and many people in the community who look clean and we're not necessarily clean. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> once we do the knowledge, once we do that. So when you faced and confronted with those situations, you got to say, you know what the hell with all of this, or, you know, you put on your Jersey and you get in the game. So do knowledge radio had two mandates from the beginning to be a space to recognize that there was a long-standing honoring situation in the community from ancestors, elders, peer group, and youth versus what you see nowadays with dysfunction and disconnect with everybody all in between. They're going after ancestors. You understand what I'm saying? They disrespecting elders, you know, and, yeah. and teachers and all of that. You know, the, the peer group, there's some rigmarole and struggle for power or perceived power or influence. You understand? And the youth are forgotten. You know, African women, black women are disrespected to the highest level. You understand what I'm saying? And the children are just forgotten. They're forgotten. You see? So in that space of all of this cultural divide and cultural division, you have to stand mm -hmm. there in a space where which you become a grand unifier for those who are looking to be unified. And at every level, mm -hmm. ancestrally, elderly, peer group, and youth, there are some people or some forces that are looking to be unified. So if you're in that position, this is you, you know, uh, in, in that culture, you become the peace with the magnetic and everything else is attracted to you. You see what I'm saying? So Dubnaz Radio was formed out of that need. There were some, mm. you know, brothers and sisters who had platforms that was there, you know, KTL, Michael M. Hotep with African History Network, you know, those brothers and, you know, and some other platforms that were out there, you know, that were hard body at the time. And then they kind of went in other directions and now they're doing multiple things. So in the interim of space, a reminder of the gleaning process that took place from all of these, you know, reputable platforms that came before it, all the way back to Gil Noble. You see what I'm saying? All the way back to Gil Noble. And as recent as Doggy Diamonds TV, and uh, Black Die and his son were Urban X TV. You understand what I'm saying? And so many more that are there, you know, in that line, you know, that are influential and were influential to this coming into being in regards to, you know, what is known as, you know, do not radio. So about 2000 episodes ago <laughs> in counting. Around 2000 episodes ago, uh, got together and asked the research question. This was, uh, what year was this? This was August 29, 20. Yeah, this was uh, in, in Black August, you know, August 29th, 2015. And it all started with a research question. You know, the research question is what is consciousness? Now, there was a bunch of definitions. Mm. It's not what is what does it mean to be conscious or are you conscious or anything like that? What is consciousness? So, you know, a, a great many of people were assembled together and they delved into the research question, you know, and this is how Dunaz Radio was born out of that research question. You know, at that time, I was delving, delving very heavily in psychology and sociology and uh, European psychology and sociology will tell you that you can pass down a disorder 
disorder, but you cannot pass down trauma. Mm. This is what they were telling me, you know, at the time. You can pass down a disorder. So uh, bi bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, all of these, you know, mental health disorders, you can pass them down, but you can't pass down trauma. I said, okay. So looking in that space, I see that the progenitors of distress and strain and devastation of African people in the diaspora and all over the planet had not taken the time to look in their impact because they would be implicit in the destruction. You see what I'm saying? So they would have mm -hmm. to admit that they are the nucleus of the destruction. They are the catalyst of the destruction. They are the owner of the destruction and they are the inheritors of the, the destruction. You understand what I'm saying? So they stand to make a benefit. They stand to make mm -hmm. a capital gain off of us being in the devastated and destroyed state that we're in. Back to that same glass. You see what I'm saying? That's what's up. Um, you said you've been in the conscious community right. uh, 25 years. Talk about what it used to be. Like, people you interacted with, maybe some of the ancestors, some of the teachers. That's going on. Okay. I mean, you, you just look at some of these greats. You see what I'm saying? You look at some of these greats. You look at, you know, being in spots with, you know, uh, Baba Dick Gregory, peace be upon him, you know, being in spots uh, with, you know, Baba Steve Coakley, being in spots with, you know, peace be upon him, being in spots with Dr. Khaled Abdul-Muhammad, peace be upon him, you know what I mean? Like, in, like being there and, and gleaning from and seeing those who were under those tut that tutelage and those guys, you see what I'm saying? Like, everybody had a student body. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to be clear about that. Like, everybody had a student body, you know? So the conscious community became a place where the teacher had presented their best student body for the community to see. Mm. So the teacher was nothing without the student body and the student body was nothing without the teacher. So if your information <laughs> or your lineage died with you, all of it was gone. You see what I'm saying? There was a respect for people's mm. different spiritual inclinations or religious inclinations or political they organized themselves around that determined idea and it was sacred to them you see what i'm saying so uh mm -hmm. the nuwabians was what the what the nuwabians the moors was with the moors the christian with the christian the muslim with the muslim you see what i'm saying like so everybody had that respect amongst one another and their student body was were giving a mm -hmm. universal platform to speak so the conscious community became a was a reference section. Right. You see what I'm saying? And if you look at the reference section, the reference section is the most critical mm. piece of the library. Those are the only books in the library you can't take out. You see what I'm saying? So everything else in the library right. you could have. Sure. So now the reference section, which is the conscious community, was a point of reference. You know, shout out to my brother the black dot. This is what he wanted to be in consciousness, a point of reference. You see what I'm saying? So you know, to my platform real quick, Do Now's Radio is a great reminder of what came before it. You see what I'm saying? So in the time of this community, look who came through this community. You know, all the way back from the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, peace be upon him, up to what you see present day. So look at the contrast that would produce a, you know, a Hajj Malik El Shabazz brother, Omar Wali. 
affection known to the world as Minister Malcolm X to what you see today. It's the same community. You see what I'm saying? It's the same community. My mother, my father, my grandmother, my grandfather, our family sojourned through this community from one era to the next era, from one lane to the next lane. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, look at where you're from in the history of Chicago. You understand what I'm saying? Like, look at, look at L.A., look at Oakland. You see what I'm saying? Look at Detroit, you know, uh, look at Texas. You see what I'm saying? You know, look at Alabama, look at Mississippi. These are all strongholds in places where this community was had the opportunity to thrive from and be fed from at the same time in a way of sustainability. You understand what I'm saying? So all of these things have been grossly passed by to what we see nowadays. You see what I'm saying? What we see nowadays. So the opportunity and intention for what this community was versus what it is, you know, just think about it. You're going somewhere, you know, to a celebration or a gathering where we're all together and the person gets on the microphone and just starts talking with elders in the room. You know, you understand what I'm saying? No, no ancestors involved. Right. No request from the elders to speak because everybody think they got everything and they know everything so they can't, you know, subordinate their ego for a moment to invoke and to invite. You see what I'm saying? Those things come from, you know, how our older folks used to say, no home training. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, you coming in right. to a space, you come from a great lineage. You see what I'm saying? Academically and biologically. You see what I'm saying? So your your lineage, when you mm-hmm. begin to speak, you can go back to Bob Marcus Klein. You could go back to, you know, Bob Steve Coker. You can go back to, these are hell of references for you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so... Right, Amos Wilson, like going back yeah. in and your lineage already. So if somebody was to ask you what qualifies you to speak, you got a resume. You got a lineage. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, right. if you look yeah. at, you know, some yeah. of these other people, you know, we don't know where they came from. We don't know who they are. We don't know their family. We don't know nothing. You understand what I'm saying? So if somebody was to ask me, you know, who is knowledgeable on a lot, I could go show you my mother. Right now, you understand what I'm saying? I go show you my right now. Right now, you see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's a situation to where which you know the familiar ties and breaks that happen in the community along the way in the name of profit. This is why capitalism is evil because once you start on that path and you're in that way and you're you're used to receiving things in a certain kind of manner, you'll do anything for it. Didn't we live through? Uh, Reaganomics, didn't we see what crack cocaine did? You understand what I'm saying? So now the ability or set ability or the inclination to want to be on top or be the number one is the same addiction that crack and heroin and cocaine had on our people. So this is new addiction to be, you know, plentiful Mm. in the space of attention. So this addiction overrides or supersedes the goal of African liberation now. You see what I'm saying? Because a junkie can't make you yeah. A junkie can give you a lesson and an example yeah. of what not to be, but a junkie can't make you well. You understand? Because that junkie's right. not well. 
that junkie's addicted. So, you know, the fanfare and the perceived right. glitz that come along with all of this, this is where people are, you know, within themselves. You've seen it, witnessed it. So it wasn't so much of right. the grandizement, you know. Our elders and ancestors gave their life so that we might have life. To come into a space where the, the ones who are in front are seeking to take our life so that they might have life. So that inverse, you see what I'm saying? May not physically mm-hmm. take your life, but they want your attention, they want your finances, they want your the, the life force that comes out of your being and your innocence of wanting to know to take advantage of you, to be exploitive, and to ultimately destroy you from the inside out. Yeah. Very much too. I agree. Um, talk about, you have a lot of, uh, on your show, you provide a platform for hip-hop artists. So talk about, like, how long you've been, like, uh, dabbling in hip-hop, whether it's, like, listening to it or working with different artists and oh, different things like that. So, I mean, hip-hop was the alchemical grand unifier of all of the genres that came before it, you know. Again, shout-out to my brother, The Black Dot, man. He gave us, he gave me personally, you know, I I did an event in Germany 12 years ago. You know, again, another place where, you know, you can check the reference. Uh, My mother was there. You know, A. Rashid was there, Black Dot, True Master was there. We did a two-day lecture. And Black Dot walked us through, you know, the history of hip-hop, but not from a sense where which, you know, it was a singularity from the, the where which it was the, the the answer to the great ones who came before us, before it was hijacked. So if you looked at blues, if you looked at gospel, you know, he even threw spoken words, jazz, R&B, whatever. All of those elements all together were all present in the birth of hip-hop. You see what I'm saying? So the birth of hip-hop was a, a, a grand unifier. So you could hear a Biggie track and hear the Osley Brothers. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, you could hear the Osley People are like, wait a minute. Is, is that, you know, juicy or is that you know, the Osley brothers, you see what I'm saying? So they could do that all together. You know, you could hear, you know, Mary J and Poobah. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You you thinking you got to listen to an R&B tape and you hear Poobah on there talking about what's the 411. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so this, you know, grand unifier, you know what I mean? You, you could hear a gospel choir in the back of Kanye talking about Jesus walks. You see what I'm saying? So all of it all together down in Nelly with uh, Tim McGraw and Country Grandma. So it didn't matter which space where it was when it was time to be creative. Hip-hop was that through line to be able to unite all of the musical genres that came before it. You know, go back to Run DMC uh, with Walk This Way and Aerosmith. You see what I'm saying? So these points where which it looked like, you know, cultural divide became a grand unifier. So, you know, coming up in that, you know, as a young boy listening to hip hop was, you know, very influential, you know, in my life 
So whether it was conscious hip hop or it was, you know, some of the other aspects, you know, uh, so to get a chance later on to work with an interview and, you know, do stuff with some of these artists, you know, that's been a phenomenal thing for me. You know, uh, I was talking to Fredro and I was a super onyx head. You understand what I'm saying? Like I had the ball headed everything to prove it, you know? <laughs> so, you know, dealing with onyx, uh, uh, my brother Malik Youssef out of Chicago, you know what I'm saying? Uh, supremely talented artist and poet and so many other things. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, you know, to holla at, um, you know, yeah. uh, Billy Dance from MOP. You know, I was a crazy MOP head. You see what I'm saying? The holla at Rascast on the West Coast. You know what I mean? Like, go, go on, listen to Rascast, to having a combo. You know what I'm saying? To chopping yeah. it up and, and yeah. go through a couple of his rhymes. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, these opportunities. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, and them seeing enough value in you and you seeing enough value in them to collaborate and have combo, you know, Master Ace. I went from listening to the symphony on record to, you know, hearing a story about the record. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so it's like great opportunities to show, you know, and build a bridge in a place because, you know, even going back to musical genres, no other genre of music has a where they or age hip-hop does. you know if you're a 50 year old rapper they'd be like mm -hmm. yo hang it up dude what are you doing you're 50. bb king toured until he transitioned right in his 80s ray charles stevie wonder are they mm -hmm. old negroes running around you understand what i'm saying like like so you know Mick Jagger and all the rest of those people from them other genres, they tore until they can't, until they don't live anymore in the physical world. You see what I'm saying? And all of the the the, the people that come out to see them, right. they're four or five generations in between. So hip hop becomes a vital piece where which it can no longer be a one and done generation. Just like our liberation struggle, it can no longer be one and done. So the same lifespan and likelihood of hip-hop, the liberation struggle for African people around the globe can't be a one and done situation. We have seen many people who have come along and that method or methodology or message had died with the person. You see what I'm saying? Or been infiltrated or, you know, whatever the case may be, right. like there was no, no mantle picking up and continuing to go. You know, uh, we we got a hundred years right. uh, since the Honorable Marcus Isaiah Garvey gave us that flag. Now, what is that flag tied into today? You understand what I'm saying? So, and how many metamorphoses have we seen within our time yeah. with the justification of the exploitation and disrespect to that flag and people that is tied to. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, you know, in 1920, it wasn't a gang. In 2020, it's a gang. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, in 1920, it, it had no rainbow colors. In 2020, mm -hmm. folks is trying to associate it with some rainbow colors. You understand? So there are many 
uh, attempts to distort and to thwart, but you know, something that has existed and that was given to us. You see what I'm saying? That distortion of the legacy, even with the passing of mm -hmm. uh, Marcus Mosiah Garvey Jr., you know, recently, a couple of days ago, you know, what is he taking with him to his transition after the sacrifice and the hell that came to his family because his Bible decided to stand up for us? You see what I'm saying? So what what was in that space and who was around him and mm -hmm. who was talking to him yeah. and who was garnering those experiences from him? You know, and what does the UNIA mean, you know, from 100 years ago versus what it means today? You see what I'm saying? So putting all of those things together and seeing, you know, how these things look, you know, we, we look at, you know, back to your question, what hip hop looked like versus what hip hop was today and to be able to work. So the, the reminder is when they see me or when we come amongst each other, they remember the righteousness. See what I'm saying? They, they, can, they can have fun. You know, they're not there with somebody who don't got love for them. You see what I'm saying? So you see a lot of these interviews and a lot of interactions. They're very tasteless, even to the point where these devils is, is looking to get people indicted off of sitting down with them. Don't nobody really want to be interviewing nobody right now. You understand? Or be taking no interviews and shit because, Bro. you know, you got the devil out there doing what the devil does. You understand what I'm saying? And some of our see that as learned behavior and they start to gravitate towards his foolishness. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? To be able to deal from a level of authenticity yeah. and a space right. of integrity is integral. You see what I'm saying? So they appreciate that. They appreciate sitting down where, where you know, brothers and sisters mm -hmm. who, you know, grew up off of their music and they get a chance to share their stories, things we would never know about what it took in order for them to do certain things and make some things happen, even to bring us some albums. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think Mary J. What my life? I think she was contemplating mm -hmm. suicide. That was a that was a bomb album, but you know it almost cost her her life to make the album. You see what I'm saying? Like, who who could she share that with? You know, who could she share that with in a comfortable space yeah. without being judged? You know what I'm saying? So. Those opportunities that come along, you know, uh, mm -hmm. they were great to be able to see and to share and to experience. And I look forward to, you know, more of those in the future. That's what's up. That's what's up. So let's talk about uh, the importance of black media, the importance of black media decoding misinformation and miseducation propaganda. I think that is the utmost important role of black media and i think that was the role and importance of whomever we would call a leader you know back in the day they came to us with information our ancestors our elders they came to us with information you know and they knew that the the propaganda tool was used for disinformation and misinformation you know we saw the rise and demise of many organization and people based off of disinformation and misinformation, rumors, lies, slander, whatever the case may be. You see what I'm saying? All in that same sphere, 
uh, you know, stopping the rise of a black messiah. You know, so those instances right there. Uh, just and you know, black media is the only place that you're going to get the truth from. You know, they're going to get you the real. And so they have a charge and the duty. We have a charge and duty and responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, to to make it plain because these these media outlets are designed to do what they got to do. You know, they have coded language where they approach the situation to warn their stakeholders about what, what's happening and then misrepresent everything else because it's exploitative. And this is how, you know, a system like capitalism moves, you know, to be exploitative, to be manipulative, you know, to, to be controlling and to make it seem like they have no control whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? So black media can't fall victim to the same uh, woes of, our enemies reporting process, you know, so the reporting process is to let you know what's going on. So, you know, you hear people say, what's going on, man, what's mm-hmm. going on, what's happening, what's going on. Yeah, your job is to tell them what's going on, you know, uh, truthfully, you know, without cut or filter and without fear, you know, what it is. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And if you don't know, make sure you have it together before you report it. So, yeah. Black media is interwoven in that message of prevailing truth and reporting truth to our people. That's a mandate. That's what's up. Um, as far as, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, what are some books that you have read that uh, have influenced like your thought process of reaching knowledge or something? Well, the, the first two books I read as a young boy was the Bible and the Quran. So the Bible and the Quran were very, very integral in my development as a young boy, you know? So reading the Bible, reading the Quran coming up and seeking that pathway into the minds and hearts of our people. Our ancestors wrote those books in a way to describe a time that was their demise. So they were seeking to, you know, encode and leave messages, wisdom, in hopes that we would grab a hold to them and not repeat them. You know, Yannou Mark Messiah Garvey said, he who does not learn a lesson from history is doomed to repeat it. So there was showing us things and describing things in great detail in a horrific kind of sense to fade a picture. Like, look, this is what happened to us. Don't let this same shit happen to you. You see what I'm saying? So describing personages and all of that, like every kind of artful way to deal with our psychology, they're aligned within those two books to be able to tell us what's going on. You see what I'm saying? You're like, so mm-hmm. don't make those mistakes. You see what I'm saying? Don't make those mistakes that we make. Yeah. And we're making them. You see what I'm saying? So these are cyclic. So they go from, you know, generation to generation. So if you look at the Bible and the Quran, this is what it deals with. And in the Quran, it deals with a man named Muhammad and a people named Muhammad. You see what I'm saying? So those people who want to be the revolutionaries, those people who want to change in a, an oppressive government or state of being, you see what I'm saying? Those are the Muhammad people, you know? So it's telling Muhammad like, yo, son, we done did this before. 
You understand? Oh, let me tell you a story about such and such. Oh, let me tell you a story about such and such. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, you want to say these people? Oh, let me tell you about some people before them. You understand? Like, so all of these things together come as anecdotal evidence of a time that existed, and you can still see evidence of the story in the people today. So they're very transcendental. And I know that these books and authenticity and things like that come up in the space of controversy, but they're supposed to. You see what I'm saying? Because they're, they're not for everybody. You know, there are for those, you know, who have that inclination mm-hmm. to see. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at Dr. Amos Wilson's A Blueprint for Black Power, you see what I'm saying? Like, I know people mention it a lot, and very few of them have actually gone through the text. Because if they did, they wouldn't be asking, yo, you know, Brother Zolani, what, what should we be doing right now? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, like if you went through the text, do you know what I'm saying? If you went through Blueprint for Black Power, right. if you went through uh, Yorubu <laughs> by Dr. Remember I Need, if you went through it, right, right, yeah, right. If you if, went through, if you, uh, went through you know, Black and White Mask, right, um... you wouldn't have an issue with continental Africans coming over here in our relationship. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Or like wretched of the earth. Wretched of the earth. Of course. I, mean, I, was, I was getting it. Uh, blood of my eyes like my favorite Just really looking at time, these though. these things and what they call you to do in an examine of this examination of the situation that you're in and how to get out of the situations. You see what I'm saying? Those are a few uh, books along the way that definitely you know have been influential in, in my journey and path with understanding our people so you know like i said from the beginning it was a fact-finding mission to be able to you know know what's going on out here mm-hmm. you know the art of the sale right the and the art of the clothes if you ain't never been to church you don't even understand what's going on if you ain't never been to the mosque you don't understand the art of the sale and the art of the clothes you see what I'm saying? So if you go into an organization and you ain't had no training beforehand, you could just get sucked up in there and not know what's going mm-hmm. on. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, you ain't never you ain't never been in a church setting right. where the music is playing and the pastor is talking to you and he's telling you or she's telling you that this is your time. This is your time to come before the creator and confess your sins. This is your time to give your life to Christ. You understand? Like, so you if you ain't never heard a sales call in a pitch, you don't know what that is. You just thinking, like, hey, you know, I was moved in a certain kind of way. Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, you were moved in a certain kind of way. And that's the art and the science and in the science that exists within the mind. It has to be a call to action. Something that you hear has to resonate with you in order to make you do something. And African culture, all that, a call to You see what I'm saying? Like, you got to know. So, you know, in hip-hop, that was the the greatest thing. Somebody say, oh, somebody. If nobody said, oh, they're not going to, you know what I'm saying? That's done. You understand what I'm saying? Now, you got the crowd participation. That's a call and response. Somebody has to answer that call. And because people that call along the way, this is how people are organized everywhere. Yeah, I'm glad that you uh mentioned like uh the church thing or going in a mosque and the art of 
the sale and the art of the clothes. I always speak on the importance of political education. Um, even before you get into like consciousness or African centered education or history, whatever social science you want to go into. Uh, Chairman Fred, it's a video from, I think, the documentary, uh, The Murder. I think it's The Murder of Fred Hampton, if I'm not mistaken. Fred has like a clip of Fred Hampton talking about the importance of political education. He was like, nobody can become a member of the Black Panther Party if they don't have like six weeks of at least political education. Yeah, that's so talk about point. the importance of uh, political education. You you need to be able to rid yourself. We, we're seeing a lot of things nowadays that people just gravitate towards and it doesn't require you to do any changing. No, no no elevation. You see what I'm saying? You would hear somebody disrespect the Muslim. Mm -hmm. The Muslims will fast in August. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They'll fast in July. They'll fast in June. So 18 to 20 hours out of the day, they'll fast. You understand? You know what kind of discipline it takes for you to abstain from the things you normally do, eat, drink, you know, have sexual relationships with your spouse. 18 hours mm -hmm. out of the day you see what I'm saying so it's not to, to dedicate you know five times out of the day to be in meditation and prayer with your family you know with your creator you see what I'm saying it's like like these things take heart and will and discipline and you have to be very you see what I'm saying so when you look at it these are all of the tenants that are one who's supposed to be, uh, you know, a light supposed to be able to do. They're supposed to be able to meditate. They're supposed to be able to fast. They're supposed to be able to do all of these things and, and adherence, you know, and political education is the same thing. You know, political education, art is these things. It's, it's able to help you deal with clarity mm -hmm. and focus. It's supposed to bring those things out of you, you know, to where you're in a situation about it and Within that space, <laughs> you're supposed to be able to be brought back into your focus. Like, nah, man, yeah, yeah. that was some BS, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, after mm -hmm. you got that out, you exercise that out of you, you're supposed to be able to get some clarity and some focus and some understanding and be redirected back in and become more um, apt, more inspired to continue uh, to move along that path. So it's politically organizing and orienting your mind around the proper education that is necessary for you to liberate your people. So this is the importance of political education. So, you know, if you there mm -hmm. and you can shoot and you don't know who to shoot at, you shoot anybody. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? If you're there and you know how to fight and you know who to fight, you'll fight anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you knew how to fight and who to fight, and how to shoot and who to shoot. Mm -hmm. You don't know why. After you shoot a person, that's a wrap. You're done. You know, after you fight a person and it's tragic, you know, uh, Charles S. Dutton, the, the mm -hmm. brother who played Rock, mm -hmm. you know, before he got on that TV show Rock, he was in jail for murder. See what I'm saying? Like, he had fought a dude and killed him. You know, fist fight. You know, dude died. You see what I'm saying? So, mm. the, if you're not in the space to be able to come back out of that, and to be as influential as he was as a black man on the screen. You see what I'm saying? You know, to embark into the psyche, like he had to come associated with taking a life to be able to show us, you know, a, a way of life that's honorable. You see what I'm saying? So 
and he didn't take no nonsense. You understand? Like, so this was something that was very, very compelling. Mm. So, you know, to find yourself in a situation where you have to take a life, all you have is the reason why you did it, the motivation behind it, or, you know, who was the benefit from it. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at that. You see what I'm saying? And if you're not politically educated and politically organized around a certain thing, then, you know, it's, you know, you're going to be lost in it. Most definitely. Um, you have uh, any solutions solutions you want to offer? You know, know, solutions, you know, in this place uh, called America can get you sued. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Like, like if you use words like healed or cured or whatever, they can come after you with the full extent of the the law and all that. So you're like, oh, such and such gave me some solutions or advice. Like, yeah, I can sue them for that. You see what I'm saying? So an option is for our people to take the time necessary to begin to look at ourselves and see ourselves as human again. That's the first stage. You see what I'm saying? Because we don't see ourselves as human. You know, we've been dealing with inhumane treatment from inhumans for a long time. So we have to be able to look in the mirror and see ourselves human. And then see ourselves as worthy of being treated as a human, you know, then begin to go on that plot process of self-discovery to know what it feels like to be mm-hmm. human again. You see what I'm saying? To be uh, worthy of humane and, you know, command human dignity and respect. You see what I'm saying? So those are all processes back to, you know, self-actualization in the realm of humanity. We can't be human with anybody else or anything else until we find a space of humanity within ourselves. You know, we have to be humane and human with ourselves. We have to know what those things are. You know, this is a path of self-knowledge and knowledge of self. You know, to begin the process of healing from all of these traumatic experiences that have been involved in our being and transgenerationally inherited from those who could not heal, who could not see themselves as human. So they attach themselves to what they were. And we attach ourselves oftentimes to what we think we are. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, along that pathway of healing, you know, from trauma and elevating back to a state of a human being we can begin to learn to love you know because we haven't loved because mm-hmm. we haven't been loved and you can only do what you've experienced so if you experience brutality guess what you're going to exhibit mm-hmm. brutality you see what i'm saying hatred all of these things you understand what i'm saying so when you haven't experienced love, you can't give it. Right. And you can't receive it because you never had it. You can't give what you don't have. So even with the experience of life, mm-hmm. we haven't lived. We're here in the physical realm waiting to die. What are we confronted with? What is all of the imagery, all of these things that's associated mm-hmm. with it? It's just death. You understand? Death and devastation. So 
we have a bunch of people that are numb and simply waiting to expire. Mm. They're numb. So if it ain't the crackers or the, or, or the cops, it's the COVID. You understand what I'm saying? So hyperdimensionally, just for a second, brothers Alani, we went from us saying a positive mantra of, you know, this whole COVID situation, we can't get it. We black, we can't get it. To, you know, them making sure that they seep through that armor that was there and said, oh, nah, y'all black dude got it. Oh, oh, this person, oh, that person, that was it. And then the fear template took over. You see what I'm saying? The fear template took over. So, you know, right before that, we saw mm-hmm. a, a black man crucified on camera mm-hmm. with a devil with his hands in his pocket while he took his life. You see what I'm saying? So people was outraged and, you know, the streets was ablaze and I loved it. Yeah. You understand? That did not support it by these people that's running around here, you know, claiming consciousness. They was they was they were silent yeah. or they were condemning. You know, when you don't do that, there's no connection to the next generation. You see what I'm saying? We come from yeah. people who burnt this motherfucker down. Yeah, like that's it. So from one pl- one stage of existence to another. So whether you talking about yeah. you know with the, what Freddie Gray situation, whether you talking, yeah, my mother right. says she hasn't seen right. this type of like so even burning like city since that. like when what since that Dr. King was doing? assassinated. You understand what I'm saying? So if you're talking about that from all the way down, ever since we got here, it's been a fight. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. You you ain't hear me till some shit got on fire. Yeah, you understand? Said, because right the is the voice of the unheard. Something that could not be contained within my being solely. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now uh, we unleashing this on the world, and this is what the march on Washington was before. You know, Dr. King and the Big Six got a hold of it. It went from absolutely revolutionary. To absolutely peaceful. You see what I'm saying? So that was that whole situation in Selma on the bridge. So, you know, yeah, we gotta look at ourselves as human. You know, we gotta learn to see what that is and then mm. connect back into our realm of divinity. Right. You see what I'm saying? Connect back into our ancestral sciences that, that kept us, you know, safe and secure and uh, prepared to bring it to those who are responsible for our demise and devastation because um, we need to get back. You know, Dr. Bobby Wright said blood debts are supposed to be paid in blood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love yeah. that because that's the way of the world. That's the way of the world, mm-hmm. you know, and that way of the world learned it from the way of the African. They ain't never came against us and we ain't kicked their ass. Mm-hmm. So. What? Uh, you have any, you have any, like, uh, return to your tradition. Knowledge on the youth, return like to your the next generation of African youth. You know, get with your elders and anybody who is coming to you with any opportunity or anything that they're saying that's supposed to be useful for you, make them prove it. 
Make them qualify. Make them prove it. You see what I'm saying? Like question them, prove it. You see what I'm saying? Prove it and, and don't get uh get caught up in the limitation of you thinking, you know, because it's your age or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Make them prove it. Make them prove it and qualify it. You see what I'm saying? Have them show you some evidence, you know. And then once they show you the evidence and it's enough for you, then you know, you get busy with it. But before mm-hmm. that, you know, be very skeptical. Know that there's a lot of broken people out here, a lot of things that are going on. You are the greatest ambassador to your bloodline, you know. So you don't just come from your circumstance and the position that you find yourself in. That you come from greatness and greatness is in you and greatness will be unlocked in you for the world to see. You see what I'm saying? But it starts with that proof first. You know, somebody bringing something to you and don't be afraid to prove something to yourself. If you bring in something to you, prove it to you. You see what I'm saying? So it's not just somebody coming to you. You coming to yourself. Those thoughts and ideas that are in your mind, they're not wrong. You're not crazy. Mm-hmm. You understand? However you see it, it's what it is. You know, go do some research. Go do some discussion. Get with some some learned brothers and sisters and, you know, heal. It's okay for you to heal. You know what I'm saying? It's all right for you to heal. It's all right for you uh, to grow. Even if you have to outgrow some things and some people that's around you, it's okay. You see what I'm saying? You know, get back to you. Get back into that self-study. Get back into those things that made you great and that made us great. Because without you, mm-hmm. it, this stops with us. And we don't want to be another one-and-done situation and generation. So we depended upon you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, any uh, you working on any uh current? You gotta have any current uh like projects going into uh, things so coming in future and the, going the into book 2021? Cover for the book series, you know. So between what's going to be coming on Patreon virtually and what's going to be in the books, is going to chronicle the story of doing Nas Radio. So you know. From episodes to mind frames to reactions, all of those things. So between, you know, Do Don's Radio on Patreon and, you know, what's going to be in the books, it's going to be an amazing, amazing ride 2021. Looking at everything that was going on, getting the chance to have a Sankofa moment where you could look back to move forward, you know, so. What? That's what's up, man. Trying to get on your level, man. Congrats on that, uh, on the the book. Working on the book, that's dope, man. Uh, Man, I I I appreciate you uh coming on, my brother, man. That was a very very inspiring, motivating. Uh, and I I always like to tap in with people that's in media, because a lot of people's like it's not people like debunking what's going on in the mainstream. I appreciate so, it. So I, I wanted to uh, I appreciate you know, give you your flowers you while know, you can smell them, you this know? This war report, man. Make sure y'all support this endeavor, man. This is very, very needed. And this brother been through a lot, man. This brother got a serious story, and he's still here committed, you know, to us. So let's put our arms around and support, you know, brothers like this, brothers online, you know what I'm saying, and platforms like this, you know, war report news, because there are far and few in between that stand in the space that this African brother is standing uh, for African people. You know, there's a lot of charlatans, snakes, and fakes out of here, and brothers and I ain't one of them. You understand? 
Anytime this brother get ready to do something, it come the internet trying to stop him. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, he's very persevering, very resilient. You see what I'm saying? Very knowledgeable brother that loves our people. So, you know, respect and honor to you and to your family. You know what I'm saying? Continue fighting for our people, man. Much love and respect. Welcome to the War Report, where culture and politics meet edutainment from street corners to classrooms to cell blocks on the academic auction block. We must address the colonial ops and vet accordingly if Africans across the diaspora will truly be liberated. Exposing all political contradictions must be a priority for all African political prisoners of war and a BB for Hodier. Menticide is defined as a system, the deliberate and systematic destruction of a group's mind with the ultimate aim, with the ultimate objective being the extirpation or the extermination of that group. That's menticide. This deliberate and systematic destruction of a group's mind. A group's mind with the ultimate objective being the extermination of that group. You can't be the same old Negro expecting the world to change. Some of you have been to every forum in Harlem, every forum in Brooklyn, every forum in New York City. You've been to every forum, you have every tape in your library, as many of you have every book and some books that some of the others may not have even heard of. And though you have all of this, we are yet in the same condition. Many of you have not made a commitment. You just come. You just like to be entertained. You just like to leave saying so-and-so sure did rest. Did you hear how he laid it down? Did you read such and such a book? Do you have such and such a tape? You should come to my house and see my wall. I got everything on the wall, but I ain't got a goddamn thing on the wall. This is the condition of the so-called American Negro. The so-called American Negro in the 21st century is a new kind of Negro. He's a Negro and she's a Negro that wears kinsey clothes.